What's up, Love Watchers? It's Ricardo Blade Diaz, a.k.a. The Blade Man, and I'm here, and so are you, for another Love Watch podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about The Invisible Man, Birds of Prey, and who won 2019. Now, there's a lot to talk about. The Invisible Man hit theaters this past weekend, and it has already grossed over $55 million worldwide to date, which makes it a smash success with a budget of only $7 million. Birds of Prey not doing as well, only up to $190 million on an $84 million budget, which means it's just broken even probably, so not as much success for Birds of Prey, but glad that that film did eventually get up to a point where it is probably breaking even now. We're also going to be talking about who we felt is the winner of 2019, who had the most successful year as a performer, as an actor. Justin and I are going to tell you what we think later in the show. So without further ado, we're going to start with a quickie chat of our review of The Invisible Man. What up, everybody? Hey, we here. Today we are going to talk about The Invisible Man. Ricky, what was watching this movie like for you, man? Man, this movie was tense. Like, I was in the theater with a full house on a Friday night, and you could hear a pin drop in that theater. It was so engrossing. Um, very effective. Uh, it was scary, but like slow burn tension into the big kind of explosive moments. I really, really liked this movie. I thought it was effective and a really, really fun experience to be in a theater to watch. Uh, Justin, what did you think of this movie? Uh, you know me, man. I'm not great watching horror films, but I kind of forgot that going in. And so I went to see it in IMAX and, uh... Boy, oh boy, I was scared pretty much the whole time. Uh, it is such an effective like, villain in this, or, or monster, right, in this film, to have an invisible man, because the whole time in any scene, you don't know where he is. Um, and so you are constantly feeling that tension and that pressure. I think Elizabeth Moss gives just a tour de force performance. Um, and the whole film is unsettling, and you're right, it has this quiet build to these explosive moments and really some deep themes that I think we'll get into in a later video um, that are interesting and left me sitting with the film long afterwards pondering what it was trying to say. So I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, um, uh, Elizabeth Moss was fantastic. Uh, I also would love to give a shout-out to uh, the writer and director, uh, Lee Winnell. Uh, also wrote and directed uh, Saw and Insidious um, and uh, Upgrade. I mean, he's, he's got a pretty good resume of really fun and intense movies, kind of all in this horror action genre kind of thing. And he, he does great work. And I think he's just getting better and better and better as a director. Yeah, I mean, I've only seen... Uh... I haven't seen Saw, but I saw those other three you mentioned, Insidious, Upgrade, and this one. And yeah, every single one of his films are, at the, at the bare minimum, incredibly enjoyable. Um, and some of them really reach incredible heights. I thought Upgrade was a really underrated film that came out. Uh, another one that had a very interesting concept. And The Invisible Man, again, is 
a really deep and kind of nuanced film, which is not what I expected when I first saw the trailers. I told you when I first saw the trailers, I thought this was going to be hot garbage, but boy, oh boy, was I wrong. I agree with you 100%. This movie was not what I expected it to be at all. I expected it to be, uh, you know, a, a fast-paced thriller, you know, where we were going to get a lot of, like, almost like action. That's what it was kind of, like, portrayed as, at least. But it was a much more methodical, psychological tease than I thought it was going to be. And I really liked it. I really liked it. That was all that came out in, like, the directing and Elizabeth Moss' amazing performance. That's right. So, Ricky, do you think you'd tell people to go check out this movie while it's in theaters? I would absolutely tell you guys to go check it out in theaters. Um, for me, um, Justin said uh, when we talked about it a little while ago, Justin said that uh, uh, his theater didn't do this, but my theater did. Uh, there's a moment where a dog barks, and in my theater, the only the back speakers barked. So, like, it almost was a surround sound type effect, and it so I think depending on where you see it, you may get something like that. And so that just added to that viewing experience for me. So I would definitely say go check it out in theaters. And it feels like a great communal movie. Like to sit in there and feel tense with a bunch of people for sure. Well, I just want to say to everyone, I'm very sorry that Ricky spoiled that dog barking. It's an incredibly important part of the film. And There's it's been spoiled. There's a dog barking in the trailer. <laughs> but... I, I do have to agree with you. Um, definitely go check this film out. I think there is, it has kind of a quiet place type of energy in the sense that you don't want to say anything because, again, you have no idea when this creature is going to attack and it is literally always, there's this, it's an omnipresent feeling really, this uh, monster that's always there. Um, and so the theater experience definitely is great. Although I do think if you were to wait for it to come out and watch it at home by yourself at night, uh, that would also lend itself to how terrifying that film is. So, yeah, we both agree. We loved The Invisible Man. Go check it out. Uh, Justin, real quick, on uh, out of curiosity, what would you score this out of 10? I might have to watch it again because we've talked a little bit about some nitpicks that we have and, and some of them maybe shine a little bit brighter than I, I think they did the first time. But right now, I'd probably give it like an 8.5, an 8 to 8.5 out of 10. What about wow. you? Pretty good. Wow, pretty good. Uh, I would probably give it like a 7.5 to like maybe like a 7.8. But that's really good to me. That's a really good movie. Yeah, no, it's definitely a great film. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Those were just a few things that we thought about The Invisible Man. We may be doing a bigger review later, so keep an eye out for that. We posted our Birds of Prey review a few weeks ago, uh, but we have not put it on the podcast yet, so we decided it would be a good idea to put it on now. Uh, it is still fighting it out, but not doing quite as well as The Invisible Man. So here is our full review of The Birds of Prey. What up, everybody? Hey! We here. We here. I was waiting for that, man. I know. I wanted you to say I, I tricked you. <laughs> well done. Uh, we're here to talk about Birds of Prey. The Birds of Prey. The, is it the Fabulous? The, the, the Fantabulous Emancipation, Emancipation of, of One Harley, Harley Quinn. Oh, one Harley Quinn. Yeah, so I know. I don't know, I know why this movie wasn't just called Harley Quinn. <laughs> that okay. So, so for some of our fans that may have seen, I actually did my own like individual yes, review because yes. we weren't sure if we were gonna do Birds of so Prey. So be sure to check that out before we yes. dive into this. Um, but I did say the same thing, like. 
this is basically a if we're gonna jump right in this this yeah. is a Harley Quinn movie oh absolutely. that's what this is I don't know I really don't know why they tried to push it to make it seem like it was this team up movie because it's really not yeah it seems odd it's not it's not a team up movie it's really really not yeah um so let's just I mean I guess review it a little bit yeah. first and then we'll get into what's going on with it at the box office because it's really not making as much money as they were hoping for yeah I think they would had projected. Like a hundred million overall, mm-hmm. um, overseas as well, and yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not very, there. Not very close. They're not there. No. Um, so yeah, why is it called Birds of Prey? <laughs> um, well, I think it's, and, and, and as much as I hope this isn't the case, I think they were trying to cash in on this female empowerment movement that's going on right now. Which yeah. is, I'm great. I'm happy about the movement. I think that's yeah. good. But I think that it's them trying to play into that a little bit more and being like, this is a female team-up movie. All strong females. Yeah. And it's like, there are strong females in this movie. They don't team up until, spoiler alert, the very end of the movie. Yeah, they don't. The become, very end of the movie. They are literally never called the Birds of Prey until after the fact. And she's not even in them, them yeah. anymore. Yeah, she's not like... even in the group. <laughs> and and no, yeah. It, so I think they were just trying to like really like lean into this, this is a female-centric, strong woman movie. Yeah. And it is. But Which, it's one. Way, it's about one particular strong woman. Exactly. They could have just focused on Harley Quinn, and they would have had the same type of story. I, I, I don't know. understand why they decided to do this. And I think the other problem with introducing all these characters is there's just not enough time no. to make them interesting or mm. intriguing. Uh, I thought Huntress was that's, the most interesting. That's what I would. I was. I thought um, Huntress and Black Canary were the most interesting. I didn't because Black Canary was just stiff. She was a little stiff. boring. Like um, I thought her. I thought she. She. I'm interested I, to see where she goes because she's the only meta human out of the bunch. Really quick, I don't blame any. I thought all the actors were they great. They were really good. They were Everybody getting. was really committed. I just think that like Black Canary's writing just made her all like I'm just tough and kind I'm of a tough. stick in the mud. Um, yeah. The the cop was her whole thing was she speaks in '80s cliches, but that's all they did, and they went back to that comedic well mm-hmm. over and over again. By like, meta, just, like meta calling it out. Yeah, I was like, this is just. Now, it's like you're pointing out the fact yeah. that it's cliche as a joke, but then it's just a cliche. Mm. Then yeah. you're just using the cliche. Right. Um, it doesn't It doesn't absolve the cliche. Yeah, and I don't know, man. I really thought I was going to have more fun in this film, but mm. for the most part, I was bored. For a lot mm. of it, I was very much like, what is plot? What's it, what is plot? Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> no, you, I know, you, I know you, it now. I'm just no, saying. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, no. You hit... You hit what my one of my issues with the movie is. So I was a little bit more entertained than you. Uh-huh. Um, I thought there was lots of fun action. The action scenes were directed really they well. Were yeah, they I were like really the well directed. Yeah. Um, there was lots of like energy and color, and I thought like Harley Quinn was really charismatic and fun. So I did enjoy myself, but I think the reason why it felt a little, maybe a little bit boring, or it didn't feel like there were stakes. I just felt like it took like a good... 30 minutes for any kind of plot to be introduced. Mm-hmm. It did. It did. And there was even that little animation in the beginning. Like, that yeah. like that sequence didn't do much for me. But I th- for me, the main problem here with this story is kind of goes back to that Roman Sionis, Black Mask, mm-hmm. has... The only thing he has that he, about, like, that he doesn't like about Harlequin is that she's kind of annoying. Yeah. He, like, she's annoying. She's a nuisance. Yeah. Like, it, it's not personal enough for him to, like, go after her the way he goes after her in this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't seem actual Harley Quinn specific. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this movie is Harley Quinn's first time out without the Joker, right? Yeah. 
Like Suicide Squad was her and the Joker, right? right. Yeah. This is her first movie without the Joker in it at all. Well, they reference him a bunch. Yeah, I see. I don't know about that because I that's his presence was felt. I feel like they don't have faith in Harley Quinn. They had to mm. keep making it about the Joker, right. and it felt it felt odd. Well, that's the that was my problem is that Black Mask was even it was like more less of a personal problem with Harley Quinn mm-hmm. and more of a, a stab at Joker yeah. to like kill Harley Quinn. Well, it was basically yeah saying. Hey, don't worry, guys. We're done with Leto. Like, yeah, yeah, we hated him, so yeah. don't worry. We we heard you. So, so that's one of the things that really took away from this movie for me is like, is this like coming out party for Harley Quinn as her own thing? Mm-hmm. Was that the fact that even her vi- own villain in her own movie is only after her because he's trying to spite the Joker? Yeah, kind of. And that that takes away from her personal triumph in for it for me. I mean, I didn't. I guess maybe I missed it, but I don't feel like it was because he was spiting the Joker. It was basically because mm-hmm. he's like, hey, she's not safe anymore from mm-hmm. him, and I have had an issue with her for a long time, so mm-hmm. now I'm going to kill her. Um, yeah. yeah, which I just thought was, again, kind of like, yeah, okay, well then he's like every other crony that we're seeing trying to kill her. Right. It's not super interesting. No. Um, I also thought this movie just didn't have a lot of faith in us, the audience. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of moments... Like it, early on in the film, she jumps on uh, Roman's driver's leg. That and was so it. cool. That was. Cr- there were too many leg breaks in this. I, I that didn't was know. that's her move. It was awesome, but that's I was her like, move. Oh, I don't that know. moment where she like jumps <laughs> and just like lands like two Ooh, like boy. one point on like the knees and just like hops off. Oh, that was a cool moment. I don't like that crack noise. Um, I love it. Then ten minutes later, as she as everyone has now found out that um, she's not with the Joker, and so she doesn't have that protection of being with the Joker mm-hmm. anymore. Um, we see him in a wheelchair about to shoot her, and they flash back to her jumping on his legs. I'm like, yeah, no, I remember that movie. I, I was here also. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. They didn't trust that we would be like, who's the guy in the wheelchair? And they had a lot of moments like that where they would jump back or show right. us something, and I was like, yeah, no, I, I remember this. I, mm-hmm. I've been in this theater the entire time. I promise, I did not walk out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just, it seemed like almost they were insulting our intelligence mm-hmm. as fans. And this movie kind of has. A little bit of a desperation to it hmm. like I, I could feel like this like this desire to please you know what I mean it was very much like lots of action lots of color lots of energy lots of charisma but underneath it the story was kind of convoluted and not really well deepened not really well yeah. developed yeah. it felt more like please come back to to watch Harley Quinn even though Suicide Squad wasn't good Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, it had that kind of like please, please enjoy this movie kind yeah. of feel to it, and I did for the most part. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I again, I had I had some fun with it. I saw it in IMAX, like you suggested oh, cool. to me. Um, I didn't. I don't know if it was necessarily deserving of an IMAX viewing. It's not that you know I have that mm-hmm. movie pass, so it's free. But um, yeah, I mean, I just I think the whole problem with it is that they tried to shove in the birds of prey. Mm-hmm. I think they could have had a really interesting film if they just focused on Harley, maybe that little girl as well, who she mm-hmm. uh, runs into. That could be, yeah, that could be the catalyst for the whole story. I yeah. think that's fine. Um, and then actually, I think what would have been more interesting is instead of Roman being against her, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like, you know, in abusive relationships or people that have been in those, they tend to, they do want that authority mm-hmm. figure. It's almost like a fascistic impulse that actually all humans have is this desire to have someone telling us what to do because mm. it kind of makes us feel like, cool, I'm not in utter chaos. Right. Um, so if they had played with that idea in her and Roman and instead of it being this antagonistic thing, it's mm. almost like he's trying to take her on and like bring her in as his mm. new number two and 
and she also feels that affection to like get jobs done for him and maybe then there's some conflict between her and the Zaz guy that makes sense because he's obviously mm-hmm. this possessive bodyguard who's, who's like kind of in love with mm-hmm. Roman and so as he sees Harley Quinn moving up in the organization right. then maybe there's something there and so I, I think they may have been like a little bit like reticent to do that because like it feels like oh Harley Quinn can't can't have her own film without being attached to a guy. Well, to me, thing. well, again, I don't think that would be the whole thing is her right. ultimately getting to that point. It would be her realizing, or like her journey is coming to the end. No, of I don't realize, need like, guy. Wait, I don't need yeah. Joker. I don't need him. Right. I can just do this. That could be the and more so emancipation be, part of the yeah, film. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah. I just think, it's like you said, man, like, okay, Roman wants to kill her because... She's annoying. She's just like every other henchman. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. That's not very nefarious, but yeah, exactly. It didn't. Yeah. It just didn't feel personal enough, you know. Yeah. Like this time, it's personal, and it wasn't. It isn't personal. It yeah. felt. It felt so impersonal, actually, which is my my problem with it. It yeah. felt very impersonal. I mean, I also wonder if maybe they fleshed out Roman's character a little bit more. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. Again, when they introduce all these other characters, you can't flesh out the people that will actually enhance the story. Right. Um, even, like, there's that moment where Doc turns on Harley, and it's supposed to be this emotional thing. And because Margot Robbie's so good, She is so is. good. She's re- She yeah. gives a really oh, good performance in this great, movie. Man. A really good performance. Like, better than I expected. Like, there, were, I thought there was I lots of that. new... Well, I mean, she's a fantastic actor. But, like, for Harley Quinn, like, lots of nuance, like, in her, like... You can see that she's a very damaged human being. She you know has I mean? an amazing lock on this ability to do a close-up shot of her face as she's tearing up. She didn't eye Tanya. She didn't mm-hmm. this. I'm like, dude, you always she's get good. me. She's you good. You always get me, Margo. She's good. Yeah. Um, there, she's really, really good in this movie. Her yeah. performances to go from like, yeah, that like very kind of unhinged, kind of crazy wild card to then being like, oh, you're like a deeply, deeply damaged person. Yeah. And but, like, and very, very sad. But inside. ultimately in that moment, we're like, cool, we just met Doc. Yeah. I mean, he's Doc. Like, Doc didn't mean scenes. anything to me, yeah. I guess, uh, okay, betrayed her. And the other, I mean, there are lots of moments where, I mean... I don't know how to, I guess, let me rephrase this. The movie really needs you to disbelieve a lot of things. Mm. Like, just come along with us for the ride. Just ignore that. Because right before the dock scene, there are police, presumably, knocking at her door. I thought they were, like, thugs pretending to be mm. police. But, for all we know, they're police. And then we see someone shoot, like, rockets into her apartment mm. and blow it up. Immediately after, she runs downstairs, and that's where she sees Doc leaving, and all of those people are gone. Where did they go? Why would they leave? I, their whole thing is to kill her. I, they, I mean, they thought she was dead. I guess, but the what about the people knocking at the door? Like, Maybe that they, was them too. I, I, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it's yeah. this weird, just like well, well, we just want this scene, and so we're gonna. Well, here's the thing: it. as far as disbelief goes, th- this whole movie has to have a, a little air of disbelief because well, where was Harley Quinn at the end of Suicide Squad? Getting broken out of this Louisiana prison by the Joker. Okay, so she's a a wanted criminal. That's just walking around Gotham City, just like walking around. The police are like, we cow, we can't get her because she's with the Joker. It's like you got her before. Well, was that a different state? Well, the, Gotham's supposed to be like New York, right? Yeah, well, but still though, like she, but she's still an escaped prisoner. I mean, that's that's federal. I guess I feel a little bit of about and, it because and she was arrested in Gotham originally. I got Batman. Well, okay, well then, yeah. Um, <laughs> at the at the end of it, yeah. Well, in, in Suicide Squad, Batman catches her and the Joker, but he gets the Joker gets away and he he gets her. Yeah, not at the end. What I'm saying is, well, if they break up. What I'm saying though is, it's that her crimes were in Gotham, and that's where she lives, and that's it's. You break out of prison, you're a federal, you're a federal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, you definitely truant. have to buy into that. Um, so she's walking around everywhere. We can't get her. 
Yeah. It's like, we got it before. Um, the other thing, man, is I wanted this movie to be crazier. Yeah, it was... Why was it... There was, like, one segment where we... First off, the drawing in the beginning, I actually would have liked that they brought that back mm-hmm. at different moments. Like, that's how she thinks or something. Yeah. Or just jump into more of those. When she gets slapped, she has that weird scene yeah. thing. I'm like, yes, With I want to see Monroe. more of this. I want to see more of her weird yeah. inner thoughts. But instead, I'm just getting, like, her making funny voices and being socially awkward. I'm like, this is kind of like Kirby and talking, And talking and talking to herself a yeah. little bit. And she's great. I mean, again, yeah. she's great at it. But I just think they could have gone further and my other thing uh, just another argument for why they shouldn't have expanded this cast by so much is I thought the two most entertaining people were her mm-hmm. and Roman yeah they're great so just have them interacting for most of the film like why do I Hugh McGregor does I, give a really fun kind of like yeah, crazy psycho scenery, but it's, yeah. it's fun and yeah in this movie it works because it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a Harley Quinn movie yeah. she's a little bit off herself so have a person against her that's even more like kind of off yeah was interesting like she's crazy but he's psychotic and so even that if we if we were to go back to that plot of um instead it's her with him maybe mm-hmm. it starts out as them just connecting as like hey we're kind of like the same kind of crazy like mm-hmm. this is kind of working and it almost seems to her like wow i have a an actual partnership mm-hmm. where i'm getting 50 50 with this guy right. and slowly he starts to take control and, and be like no no this is not a 50 50 thing i am the one in mm-hmm. charge and then it makes you realize, yeah, you know what? Screw this. I don't need anyone mm-hmm. in charge. I don't even need a partner. I can take over this. This is my emancipation. Um, and they just did not do that. No. Yeah. Um, I I enjoyed... I think I'm interested to see Mary Elizabeth Winstead's Huntress a little bit more. because oh, yeah. Because I, I liked what she was doing. Even though we only got to see a little bit of her. And the way they like fed her into the story was a little bit convoluted. Yeah. I liked her sarcastic dryness that she was bringing in comparison to the rest of them who are very, like, big. Uh, she's, like, very much, like, kind of a woman with stoic and, like, very sarcastic. Yeah. And I, I actually like that kind of, like, dynamic with well, She had the whole social awkward thing. That's another route they could have taken is instead of, again, instead of Black Canary and, I don't remember the cop's name. Um, um, I don't remember her name, but uh, uh, but I know the actress is Rosie Perez. Yeah. Um, but that just goes straight. I mean, we don't even remember the cop's name. Um Detective Montoya? Maybe. Even, I didn't even understand the joke of her wearing that shirt that said... Well, the balls I, thing? Yeah, I just did not get that joke at all. I was like, what? Because she, she doesn't have balls. Is that the whole She's a woman. Bit? I, yeah. I, and he was like, we have a dress code. I'm like, yeah, wouldn't she know that there's a dress code having worked there for years? And why well, would she dress she, like so, this? So, she, no, she, 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 she got trash all over her, right? Uh, and so okay, she had, okay. she I took that from that. the lost and found. So okay, that was okay. just a shirt that she found. Gotcha, gotcha. And so I it's like, understand. that guy was being a jerk. Okay. Like, I you know, we have a lot. Did you not see that I walked in covered in garbage? Yeah. Like, you even said I stink. Yeah. Um, but it's because it had said balls on it. And apparently that's funny. Balls again, funny. Even like, again, going to like a different plot, it would be more interesting if you had Harley paired up with Huntress the whole time. Because then you have this like wildly... Not great at being social, but definitely more outgoing mm-hmm. and out there individual with this person who is like, I'm just a killer and I'm super socially awkward. Like, I have to practice my lines in the mirror. <laughs> I'm the hunt. Call me the huntress. That yeah, was so right? good. Like, Her practicing so that in the mirror is better, funny. Then you could have like almost like a buddy cop type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're saying you're saying they try they were trying to do too much with this movie. Yeah, well, I just think that's kind of the par like for the course were, with DC. Though. It seemed like they didn't learn jack shit from Suicide Squad, and they were just like, "Yep, let's just pile in more characters and not really deal with their backstories." Mm-hmm. And you're just supposed to care about them because you recognize the name a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, I I agree. I think they were trying to do too much. They it's this like I said this is par for the course for DC. They they tend to 
they're they're trying to put so much because they feel like they're behind. Right. Well, it seems like it seems like the past couple of films they have been making strides and like okay let's just settle down and make a, a solid mm-hmm. film out of this one film mm-hmm. and like maybe we'll throw like a couple hints at other stuff but we're just gonna focus on mm-hmm. Shazam we're just gonna focus on Wonder Woman we're just gonna focus on Aquaman and those were like yeah those are better films mm-hmm. those are yeah. you, you're doing okay I, do. you know? I, I, I really I had fun with Aquaman I really like Shazam yeah and Wonder and Woman was fantastic yeah Wonder Woman's great and I can't wait to see 1980, yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 that looks fantastic too so it's weird that they're making these same kind of maybe it's cause they're smaller things. characters like Carly Quinn's a smaller character, but, it's, but she is a well-known character. She is now, yeah. I think. I mean, I think she was before. She's a very well. She was a character that wasn't in the comics until the animated yeah, series. She yeah. premiered in the animated series. She's become like a, a pretty big part fan of the favorite. Batman. Fan favorite. Yeah. yeah, she's a fan favorite for um, sure. And that's you know, let's get into a little bit now why it did so poorly at the mm-hmm. box office. I think part of it is because as much as I enjoyed the R-rated part of it, and mm-hmm. I think it was great. Um, I think a big part of the demographic they're missing out on is like Teens. teenage girls that are probably going to yeah. be attracted to a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, um, I don't know. I have so much trouble like understanding what why something didn't make money and why something does. Um, let's see, what was the last DC movie that came out? Joker. Yes. Yeah. Joker was the one before. Joker was kind of divisive. There's another one, by the way. Another quality and they didn't try to jump into yeah. things a lot of people may argue that 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 joker movie isn't like the it's the it's dc character but it's not the dc universe that they're trying to make but mm-hmm. but i th- but that's i think it's like div- joker was very divisive like some be- i'd say a pretty quality movie i understand why people don't like it and things like that because i'm one of those people that didn't default on the kind of like a little bit more not all about it kind of side yeah you said like joaquin sucked and i did not say that hate him as an actor. i did not say that i did say that as a film i would prefer to go watch a King, yeah King well, of we, Comedy, we both we both Taxi rated Driver. it as our ninth out of the yeah. oscar film so yeah um but it's a well-made film it really is um but it is a dc property that was pretty divisive so maybe maybe that drove some people away being like, what are they doing with these new DC movies? It's, I'm not about it. Maybe. Um, even though Joker was pretty successful. Um, I don't know. Uh, I... I heard something, if you want me to pitch it your way it. and tell me what you think. I was watching um, some video that was kind of about this subject. And they were talking mm-hmm. about how with Suicide Squad, um, it got such terrible critic ratings. And so DC and Warner Brothers decided to market it as this kind of like you know, F you to critics. That's why you should go because like they just don't understand this Suicide Squad is for the fans and they mm-hmm. don't get it. And so you have to go and like support this movie because mm-hmm. screw critics. And then it seemed like they backtracked with this one and said, hey, we're so sorry about Suicide Squad. Like here's something to make up for it. Mm-hmm. And so it's to all those fans that were kind of like, yeah, you know, screw the critics. We'll go see Suicide Squad. It's kind of like, oh, so you were just lying to us and trying to get us out for this film. And yeah, well, what, do you, what do you think about that kind of analysis? Yeah, I mean, that can make sense that like, I think in general people are a little bit uh, more skeptical of DC films now because they've they've been way more hit or miss than Marvel oh, per yeah. se. So like people will go see just about any Marvel movie because mm-hmm. they trust the brand. Yeah. You know, they Marvel's built up the goodwill that you'll go see Ant Man mm-hmm. even though you have no idea who that is and it sounds a little silly. You'll mm-hmm. go see it mm-hmm. because they've built up that trust. You'll go see um, um, what's the new one they have coming out the. Uh, um, the Eternals. You're going to go see The Eternals because even though you have no idea who they are, you're going to go see it because Marvel has built up that trust. Yeah. DC has had moments where they've built that trust and then 
completely undercut it. Built it and then undercut it. And that's what they did again a little bit with like Wonder Woman and then Aquaman and then Shazam. Great. Well, that's cool, what I mean cool, is cool. before we jump into them undercutting, because I think they didn't have it to begin with, with right. this kind of new, with Man of Steel mm. on. I mean, they had Man of Steel, right? They had Batman vs. Superman mm. right after. Um, both were pretty much panned. Yeah. Um, then Wonder Woman, then Justice League. Wonder Woman, then Justice League. And then Aquaman. And then, uh, well, when the Suicide Squad was not. Oh, Suicide Squad was, was, no. Yeah, Suicide Squad was right around the same time as Batman v Superman. Yeah. So they had like those, so really like Justice League is kind of the one albatross then Mm -hmm. from Wonder Woman on. And then they've been hitting, again, like fairly good fan and critical responses. Um, And so it seemed like they were like, you know, hey, we're making our way back up. And I really think what they showed with Joker, sure, it's not part of the the universe, I Mm -hmm. guess, or maybe it's like some weird, weird early prequel. Um, But what they showed is like, you know what, we can kind of make different films than Marvel. Mm. We can delve into something that's maybe grittier or just these kind of individualized stories. I thought they had an opportunity to basically say, what we're going to do is we're going to take these characters, we're going to give it to a talented director, Mm. and we're going to let them kind of make what kind of movie they want. So Mm. with Joker, Taco Upside, let's, let's make this gritty... Um, social commentary with Harley Quinn they could have done the same thing and been like, let's make this wacky like wild thing and mm-hmm. just make it these kind of one shots right mm-hmm. there's these one off stories that are just so unique and different from one another that yeah. that's what you're marketing is it's like hey mm-hmm. we're not Marvel we're not going to give you the same cookie cutter mm-hmm. movie every time because that is one of the big arguments against Marvel is that after a while a lot of their films like yeah, they're all kind of the same they're yeah. all same. they follow they follow a very t- nice formula. typical formula and they're yeah. great I, I love marvel but they they perfect they perfected a formula they really yeah. have it's every marvel movie comes out and it's like this is fun and good and i enjoyed my time it was worth my money and that's what i mean about dc that, they perfect they have they and they still do obviously they could still go in this direction but they have that opportunity yeah. to be like we're just going to make each film so radically different. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder what Pattinson's Batman's going to be like. Is I'm that excited be part for part of that. the universe? Or? I'm excited for Pattinson's Batman. But, like, things like, we're never, I don't think we're, they're still trying to make, make Ezra Miller's Flash mm-hmm. still. And I don't think that's ever going to They dropped Cyborg altogether. Mm-hmm. Like, you haven't seen Ray Fisher since then. I mean, that character sucked in the movie. Yeah, well. Yeah. That whole movie was bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they drop Ben Affleck. They, you know, they're trying to keep Henry Cavill in the mix, but they're they're not sure if they want to. So it's like up and down. It's honestly, it's kind of exhausting to keep up with what DC is trying to do because mm-hmm. they're like in one movie, it's like no, this movie is going to be its own thing, and then then this movie's like, but this movie's still kind of in the universe we already made, and then they're like, but this movie's not going to be, and it's 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 just it's like, what are you guys doing? Like, it's fine if you want to do a bunch of different stuff, but just like let us know that that's what you're going to do, a bunch yeah. of different stuff. Well, it also seems like they're just so desperate to catch Marvel mm-hmm. and to be better than Marvel. I mean, I know when Suicide Squad was coming out, their director uh, said in some kind of press conference, like, basically just, fuck Marvel. Um, not a press conference, it was like mm-hmm. a big like con or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, taking shots like that. And then, like, yeah, with Justice League, like, just rushing the Avengers. I mean, the Avengers, we had individual movies with for most of those ga- characters. Yeah, for almost with each our character. Big, with our big hitters, especially. Well, yeah, everybody except for, like, Black Widow and... And uh, Hulk and and oh, right. uh, Hulk but we had and Thor and I don't really know, know right. the, Hulk, the big so, three, yeah, yeah, the big three as they call them. Um, so yeah, it just feels like DC, like you gotta do your own thing, man. When you do your own thing, when you did Joker, when you did like Wonder Woman, when you kind of like just say f the universe and let's just make a good movie, you, you do it, mm-hmm. do that. 
Yeah, Wonder yeah. Woman was good because it took place so far before. Yeah, that they weren't everything trying to else. Tie in. Right, and just at the very end or at the very beginning, they kind of these like little tiny like one minute bookends. It's like here's her, uh, you know, working at the museum that she works at, and she's looking at this picture, and it brings her back to this story. Like that's great. And then at the end, it's like okay, this is just her kind of reminiscing about how this all happened. Yeah, and it was like very small, but it like didn't have to like fully tie in. Yeah, it was just what it is, and I like that about it. Uh, same with Aquaman. It was like Aquaman had this event with the Justice League, mm-hmm. and, but then he's got his own thing to deal with that, and then doesn't really tie in at all. Yeah, and I liked it. It was way better than having to like be like beholden to this overarching story. Mm-hmm. Like if you can't do it, don't do it. Yeah, it doesn't you don't have to do it. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like uh like I was like I didn't like this movie because I because oh, I, I think we both liked it. Yeah. I liked it enough. Like I, on the the Rotten Tomatoes rating, I would give it a fresh. I would give it a three out of five, a fresh rating. Um, but but that's kind of where it is though. It's like it's like right on the edge of like not being that good. Yeah, I mean, there's just nothing that's that new or, mm-hmm. or different. And and with such a wild character like Harley Quinn, I expected more right. wild stuff to happen. And I wanted to see a wild card movie. Yeah, you know? and I, I mean, they do have moments like the roller skating finale and stuff. That was is, fun. Is fun and uh, the um, yeah the the my one of my favorite scenes was the the scene in the uh, police station. Oh yeah, she when she shoots great. at the police station with fantastic. all with all non lethal weapons. Like that was great. That was so cool and fun and colorful. Like she did the glitter bombs and the the bean bags and 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 the paint and like that was fun as heck. To Although watch. again, it's one of those moments when she goes in at the end and and just is like, where are they? None of those cops apparently had guns, um, and no one follows her in after the fact. They're like, well, she I mean she beat us once, so <laughs> let her do yeah. her thing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there was there was some like really fun moments throughout throughout this film. That that's true. <laughs> that I really liked that saved it for me but they're definitely the plot really was the weakest part I do want to point out one big nitpick that, that really oh, got me oh a big nitpick I mean I don't know how big a, it is but it really, it really got me um, during the the final fight actually there's a couple of them here the final fight in the uh, like in uh, the ride uh, or bo- the booby trap sure the booby trap ride um, it's a the punch. Huntress gives the little girl the purple car that she held as a kid to basically take her mind off of the trauma she was witnessing that's supposed to be seen as this and she even says to her like you shouldn't have to watch this kid so it's seen as this mm. kind of like you know avert your eyes from the horror mm. of violence when earlier in the film that little girl was handed a bomb and she murdered somebody and did not really seem to blink at it, it was just kind of like whoa why did she make me do that well, because we had to. Oh, all right then, fair enough. Like she just didn't even blink. That's so, true. but Huntress doesn't know that happened. That's true, but that's why I thought, like, why are you even focusing on this? That little girl doesn't give a crap. Maybe, maybe um, it was a moment, just a moment for to show that Huntress is it's different than these other women. You know what I mean? I guess they're a little bit seems, more. They're a little seems, bit more jaded than she is. Weirdly enough, I, I was already on Huntress' side. I don't know what. the No, I am was. too. Actually, I was like, I'm just saying, if you took that out of the movie, her doing that, would you have been like, well, her, yeah, screw Huntress? Her, no, her no. Uh, origin story is sad. <laughs> well, here's the other thing is. So they beat up all those guys inside, and then they're just, like, waltzing out of the place. I'm like, dude, you know the guy's still out there. What are you doing? And and uh, instantly someone gets shot. I'm like, yeah, no fucking no. What just happened? <laughs> I feel like they took tips, and I, I heard this joke, I think from the guy at Pitch Meeting. is like, they took tips from the Game of Thrones writer, because now your characters can just forget about things. <laughs> They, just they, they completely did something. forgot yeah. about it. Yeah, they did something really cool. Yeah, and then you just walk away. They just forgot the bad guys were outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. And that was, and then one last line that just I thought was funny was when the uh, at the end they're all like drinking margaritas or mm-hmm. something in the morning, and the uh, cop says to her like, 
you know what, Quinn? You're all right. I'm like, yeah. I mean, she's probably murdered like thousands of people, but one good deed. <laughs> that's a, but that's what's, yeah, I agree. That's what's, I think that's the core of Harley Quinn is like, she's a murderer and she's committed a lot of really heinous crimes, but yet, yet there's some about her that like, like you're like you're like a weirdly like good bad person. I just would have. It's wanted, we- she's weird. I would have wanted in that cop uh, to arrest her right there. Kind of like no, kind of like uh, the Rock in Fast Five when he's like, "Hey, you know what? Like, thanks for your help, but I'll give you one day, and then I'm gonna come get you." Yeah, that's what I wanted. Yeah. So I'm like, you really are just gonna look past the years of murder after right. one night of like, yeah, she did some nice things. Like, that's, okay. I mean, okay, cop. Lots like, of murder. <laughs> Not even years of murder, like yeah. murder yesterday. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so much murder yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I fed his brother to the, my hyena. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Bruce. But, again, those are nitpicks. <laughs> yeah. But overall, I, I do think it's a, it's a fun film. I just, I think the problem with it is you see the potential there. That is just not seized. Well, it's kind of sad. Talented, talented cast. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, some, these are some of the actors at the top of their game. You know, yeah. Margot Robbie, you know, Gregor, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's been, like, rising up. You mm-hmm. know, you see her in a lot more stuff these days. So, like, these are, this is a a, a group that was is, like, on the rise. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it would have been nice to see them challenged a little bit more. Well, those are our thoughts on Birds of Prey. Birds Let us of know Prey. what you think, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. See ya. Bye. Who the heck are you guys? What? What do you get out of here? No, that was my my oh. Quinn impression. Oh. Let's see yours. So that's what we thought about the Birds of Prey. A little bit longer, a little bit more in depth review. Please check it out on YouTube if you want to watch it, or if you want to hear more, let us know. Lastly, today, who won twenty nineteen? Who had the best year? Who's coming out on top? Well, Justin and I have our thoughts, and here they are. What up, everybody? We here. We here. Ah, my catchphrase. Nope, nope. You son of a son of a. Uh, we're here to talk about who won 2019. Mm. It's been a couple months, but I think this is a conversation worth having. We need to do the research. Because here's the thing: I think it's Florence Pugh. Mm. I really do. I think she is on the come up. I think she was. She was in three of my favorite movies of the year: mm. uh, Midsummer. Fighting with My Family and Little Women. Mm-hmm. Um, she received an Oscar nomination for Little Women. Um, I, I kind of think she's killing it. And now she's set up for the future, I think. No, but, yeah. Uh, there are definitely some other contestants. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, Florence Pugh, you're right. Absolutely had a great year. I haven't seen Little Women yet. I re- Actually, I really, really tried to go see it. But every time I tried to go see it... How did you really, really try? I tried... Well, I tried to get to the theater to see it. But the only times after the point where I said I was going to see it, to see it, was times when I was working. Hmm. And then I, when I get to theater, it, there was no show time. What about your off days? It was on my off days. They didn't have a time. I promise. I did try to go see it. I mean, the days you don't work at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because what you just said was that you couldn't go because it was always during your work hours. And now it's... Well, yeah, but then the other hours were like... Okay, never mind. It doesn't matter. Credit girl with- I don't think you You're full of shit. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I saw Fighting With My Family in Midsummer. Those are both... Two really, really good movies. Yeah. Um, and her performances in both of them are very different. Mm-hmm. Like, in all three three of those movies, I haven't seen Little Women, but I'm assuming it's much different than Midsummer, much different than yeah. Fighting With My yeah. Family. So she's a very versatile actress that really has kind of found a way for herself into films and morphs into these different characters. Like, mm-hmm. I know she's not a flashy name yet, but she's definitely someone that we're going to, yeah, yeah, we're going to, we're going to know. She's only I mean, 24 right now. Right. And she's going to be in the new Black Widow movie, playing yeah, Black Widow's will, sister. That will help. No. Um, so, I mean, that's going to help. Yeah. Speaking of Black Widow, I think someone that had an awesome year, 
Scarlett Johansson. That's true. Scarlett Johansson was in Marriage Story. She was in Jojo Rabbit, and she was in Endgame. Mm. Endgame, highest grossing film of all time. And a lot of people coming out of that movie thought that her character didn't quite get the justice that she deserved. Mm-hmm. It shows a love of the character. That character is now then going to be getting her own movie in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was uh, got nominated for Best Supporting mm-hmm. in Jojo Rabbit and nominated for Best Lead in Marriage Story. I mean, two Oscar nominations, three amazing films. I mean, that's a pretty awesome year. That's a pretty good year. Yeah, no, that's definitely a solid one. Yeah. The reason I would still go with Florence Pugh is because I'm, I'm factoring in the where'd you come from factor. Right. Scarlett Joe's been there for a while. This yeah. is definitely a great year for her, but she always... I feel like she's, her name is big enough now yeah. where she could probably go to any director and be like, hey, you know, I kind of want to work with you. And they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> she's definitely the flashier name, but I, th- I think that it's hard to deny they're both up there. highest grossing film of all time yeah. and then two Oscar nominations. And both, and. I will deny the highest grossing because it's not like it's a, she led the film. It's no, the Avengers that's fair. Endgame. It's that's like fair. this movie But that's still, that's she got paid a lot for that movie. And she I know, a good but that's why I like saying the highest grossing. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. fair. Yeah. It's one of the biggest movies of all time. I think that, that, that's a big deal. Yeah. She was in one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah. And played a pretty big role. Yeah. Um, also, somebody that had a good year um, financially as a producer is The Rock. Oh, okay. So he produced Fighting With My Family, and he was in it. He had a cameo as himself. Yeah. He was starred and produced Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Made a lot of money, and had decent reviews. It was okay. It's not an amazing film, but it was positively reviewed. Okay. And he was in Jumanji. Again, another film that made a lot of money, and was pretty positively reviewed. They're not amazing films, but as a producer, and as somebody who was in all three of those movies that he produced, that's a pretty dang good year as a producer. I mean, I, I'm looking at it mainly from an acting perspective. That's fair. Um, so sure, good producing, good job. Because I, mean, I just think if we bring in producers, then it could be you could bring in tons of that's people. True. Or like, that's yeah, true. That's I, true. I, I produced. Endgame, I think it helps that so, he he also was in. I mean, the can we not say Kevin movies. Feige then? Like, would Kevin Feige be the guy with the best year if he had the maybe. highest grossing film and then he also had Spider Man, right? And maybe. So uh, that's why I just think yeah, he was also I'm in each that. of those movies, though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but you brought um, the producer. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I'm saying. Um, um hmm. and what I would say going going on that line yeah. is like. I, I do value then mm-hmm. their performances as well. So like yeah. he was in front of my family and he was fine in that. He mm-hmm. just didn't have to do anything really. right. Um, I didn't see the other two, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming they're not you know very dense roles. They're not no. like super yeah. layered. Um, which no no worries. Dwayne mm-hmm. Rock Johnson is one of the most charming guys ever. So like yeah whatever. Yeah. Um, I'd say Keanu might be another guy mm-hmm. on this list. Keanu's been in a lot of movies this year. I mean he had John Wick three. So the Keanu sounds a bit. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Well, he's you know really. It's been, I was, I mean, it's been happening. I, for the past you know what though? Years. I looked at I looked at his IMDb. You'd be surprised. He was felt relatively consistently working throughout most. Like there weren't but, too like, many dips. I'm not I'm not talking about that. But his his popularity yeah, is that's what I mean. Boomed. Yeah, he had because he was huge with Matrix, yeah. and then he really kind of fell. Just became quiet. Yeah. Like we didn't really hear, or like these films that were coming mm. out were not as highly touted. Right. Um, and he kind of had that mm. stereotype or. Mocking where we go to like, whoa, you know, the whole Keanu, whoa. yeah, right. <laughs> um, and now it's like he's he had some like good everything movies he touches. I mean, is, I mean, yeah, he had a, John Wick 3, Parabellum, mm-hmm. which was really, really he good. Was always be my baby, always be my baby. Loved his cameo, <laughs> he, yeah. was, but he was good, he, he was played best, a good, like, meta version of himself, yeah. which was really cool. Um, and then he voiced Duke Kaboom in mm, Toy Story yeah, 4. Yeah. I would say I the only ding against him would be Replicas, which came out early in the year. 
and was not very good mm. and did not do well. No. Um, but otherwise, I mean, he's had a pretty awesome year. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna disparage Keanu. Yeah, he's, Just, he's in the run. I'm not saying he, he definitely is. Yeah. But again, but like I'm you said, run. though, like always be my maybe. He had a small part. Yeah. And the movie itself was not very big. It was mm-hmm. popular on Netflix, but it wasn't. It wasn't like super like critically acclaimed. Oh, I got problems with that film. Oh, I know. We talked about this. <laughs> Oh, we don't do a Justin Ruins Ricky's Movies on that one. Oh, we are. Oh, that's an idea. We'll do it. No, we're not. Um, not doing it. Um, <laughs> let me look up my list here. I made a little list. Oh, Brad Pitt. Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Had, uh, he had Astra, Ad Astra right? and Once, Once Upon a Time Hollywood, and won, won the Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. Yep. And not even just that, in his speeches, he really gained more cred, too, oh, yeah. right? with his amazing jokes that... Clearly, someone wrote for him, but oh, whatever. Yeah. He was funny. Ghostwriter. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but I mean, Brad Pitt had a pretty nice year. Let's see who else do I have on my list here. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o had a yeah, good year. She did. A lot of people said that she probably should have been nominated for an Oscar. I mean, she should have. Uh, Us uh, is is I think a good movie, not a great movie. Oh, I but disagree. her her oh. performance. We're gonna have to go to battle about Us. I really like Us. I like it more than most people. You just. I, I don't know. Think we have to battle to the great part. I don't think it's great. I yeah, think it's so really good. But anyway, her performance is fantastic. Yeah. It's a dual role, uh-huh. and both are so vastly different from each other, and the way she plays it is just so awesome. What else you got for the year? Uh, she also was in Little Monsters, which was also a really nice mm-hmm. performance for her. A okay. movie that early in the year had a little bit of steam behind it for that people were loving it, but ended up not really quite hitting commercially. Yeah. Um, but... People were saying that, like, coming out of, like, early, like, festivals and things like that from Little Monsters, people were like, Lupita Nyong'o, you got stuff. Another guy who I thought was definitely, he's not cracking the top ten probably, but mm-hmm. he had a good year. I just want to give him a shout out. Mm-hmm. Kelvin Harrison Jr. Oh, yeah. Who For Waves. did Waves and Loose. And I had never seen him before. I don't know if he'd done any uh, I think he did that movie, uh, It Comes at Night. Oh, okay. Well, let he me say the, I did see him. Yeah, he was the kid. Um, but Loose was the first time I saw him this year, and I just mm. thought, like, who is this He's actor, good. man? He is really good. He's good. Yeah. Uh, Zazie Beats had a good year. Zazie Beats. Shia. Yeah, Shia's up oh, there. Shia. Pony Boy and Peanut Butter Falcon. Zazie had Joker and, yeah. and High Flying Bird, Yeah. which I really like High Flying Bird. I will say, I mean, we don't want to go deep down the Joker rabbit hole, but uh, I... Did anyone actually think that she was a girlfriend in that movie? Like, <laughs> did anyone actually here, buy that? Anybody? I don't know. Me? Not for a no, second. No, and then when he Not flashes us back second. to be like, see, she wasn't there. I'm like, yeah, Todd, I knew that. Not I was, even for I a was second. aware she was not there. <laughs> uh, let's see, who else uh, do we have on my list here? Um, I just want to go on Shia there for a moment. Oh, Shia is so say, good. Maybe from a, from a personal standpoint, it might have been the best year ever because that was a guy who had been in rehab. That's, this right? was his like, and this was his kind of comeback, comeback a year. little bit, right? Yeah, he was still doing movies and stuff, but it was kind of he another guy kind of like Keanu for a while, where everyone was just mocking. Oh, I think Shia. Way, I think worse. People people didn't. People and I think were hating do. on Shia. I kind of think they still do. I think that's people always liked he Keanu. Get the uh, credit, and he is like I've seen him in interviews. He seems like a pretty tough guy. Yeah, um, he's been hardened. You could tell, but yeah, watching the end of American Honey, the movie about his father and his oh, relationship Honey with Boy. Him. Honey Boy, sorry. American yeah. Honey was a yeah, different that's movie. That's other one, yeah. Um, <laughs> I kept doing that. I keep doing that with that. It's okay. Um, he does a lot of Honey movies. But you could just, I just remember, I talked to you about it. It's a good movie, but really what was great about it was you know that he just must have felt so amazing mm-hmm. getting to explore that, getting to create that movie. That must have been like such a cathartic experience for him. That's one I haven't I haven't seen yet. Oh. Uh, but I, 
Honey Boy. I really, I, it's just Sometimes one I haven't caught. I know, no. I know, I haven't caught it yet. No. But Peanut Butter Falcon was one of my favorite movies of this year. That was great. And yeah. I thought that he was amazing in it. Um, so fantastic. One of my favorite movies this year. So yeah. I definitely, Shia LaBeouf is on my list as well. Yeah. Um, he's there. Uh, Samuel Jackson had a pretty good year. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was in Captain I mean, Marvel, Captain Marvel Far From Home, Endgame, yeah. Glass. I thought he was good in Glass. I didn't think the movie was that great, but I thought he was good. Was he in Endgame? He must have been in at least some yeah. scenes. At the end? Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. They all were. <laughs> I was going to say, he wasn't in the final fight scene. No. Well, no. What was he going to do? What is he going to do? Give him one of the space guns. Yeah. I missed an opportunity. No, because he reappears in New York, I guess. But he's at the funeral. I mean, if we're going like. If we're doing Marvel, then we have to throw Chris Evans in there too. Chris Evans had, had a good year. He had Endgame, and then he had Knives, Knives Out, which out, he was which really good he in. Was great in, and it got great reviews. Yeah. And, um, he also had one of the most iconic scenes, I think, in Endgame, where he picks up Mjolnir. And I don't know if I even said that. I tried to like. Mjolnir. I tried to just like jump, jump it out so that <laughs> I could so just get through it. No matter, no matter what you say, it's kind of close. He picks up Mjolnir, you know. Mjolnir, yeah. I don't know if I'm saying it right either. Yeah, I have no idea. But I'm sure, yeah. we'll get angry comments. <laughs> oh yeah, is that it? <laughs> Let's see who else do I have. Uh, I think we got every. Oh, Aquafina had a pretty good year with the farewell, and oh. then she was in uh, Jumanji again, another yeah. very successful movie. I mean, her stock is starting to rise. Yeah, quite a bit. Uh, no, she has a new show. New show. I, I yeah. think came out this year. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it seems to me going through the list that it's it's either Florence or Scarlet, yeah. and I can see it going either way. I mean, I, I, I dig the Scarlet because she does have two nominations. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And they were good movies and very different characters. But here's the thing, though. A lot of people think that Florence Pugh should have had two nominations. Oh, really? A lot of people think she should have got supporting and lead for Midsummer. Yeah. I mean, Some I, people think... I, some people I, I are in that camp. That. I mean, I vibe with that because her performance in Midsummer is really remarkable. So good. To portray that kind of grief. I mean, dude... <laughs> How's that? They put a, her. How's that for a script you get? Like yeah. the first, oh, in the first five pages, I have my entire. Oh, spoilers! My entire family gets killed, and I have a sobbing scene with my boyfriend. It, ah, again, okay. I don't know if it's a spoiler because it literally happens in the first like two yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, the it's kind of the setup of the whole movie. I, we should do a midsummer at some point. I would I love to do midsummer. That. I don't know if if we could get away with it, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know if we have time for that because we're so damn, busy. It's our goddamn show. <laughs> That's um, true. But yeah, so some people argue that she should have gotten a nomination for Midsummer. Yeah. Um. So, but so it's very fair. Yeah. And I love fighting with my family. I think here's my final call for why I think she had the best year. I think Scarlett did a ton of great stuff, mm-hmm. but her level of like what we think of Scarlett Johansson went from like here to here. That's fair. Like she already had a ton of respect in the industry. People right. loved her. She was box office, uh, like very critical box office mm-hmm. darling. Um, Florence went from who the heck is that girl to. Oh my God, Florence Pugh! Yeah. Like it, it, you're right. The, the ascension was the uh, the uh, extenuating circumstances outside of their careers of like their star power, their yeah. star yeah. rise. That the the Florence Pugh's success of this year is going to launch her into a yeah. bigger career. Scarlett Johansson's already like a mainstay, A-list actress. Right? Yeah, so yeah, she went like one year. Now she gets to be Marvel. I yeah. I can I can concede that that as far as like it makes it a good. A better personal year for yeah. her. 
You know, because she she definitely is going to take this year and, and take it and run with it a little bit more than Scarlet. Yeah. Well, because Scarlet's already I mean. here. Because I, be, I I would not be surprised if Scarlet has other years where it's like, yeah, we're, it was in these two great films. Maybe not multiple nominations. I would say like, that doesn't happen very often. Only a handful times in like, history. Like great work and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. Florence is always going to be able to point back. Like 2019 was an awesome year for me. Yeah, no, it really, it really was. I yeah. mean, there were lots of really great years for a lot of people. I mean, as far as like, if you want to go into more of like just financial success and things like that. I mean, there were some other people that had some good years, but not better career years mm-hmm. as I would say Florence Pugh. But what do you guys think? Are we right? Are we wrong? Are we Is missing it... somebody? Yeah, are we missing anyone? Are we forgetting someone? Let us know in the comments who you think had the best two thousand. The best. Use whatever criteria you want. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. We got a podcast called What? Love you can listen to us in your mm-hmm. car too. I mean, we are, we're just trying to invade your lives. So, yeah, get I would on. I'd love it. to invade your life. So, what do you think? Do you agree? Did Florence Pugh win the year? Did Scarlett Johansson make a better case? Did Brad Pitt look so cool that he wins every year? Who freaking knows? You guys let us know what you think. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Watch podcast. Please follow us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, subscribe to everything, hit those bells, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, do whatever you got to do to find out all the cool stuff that we do on Love Watch because there's all kinds of cool things coming to you all the time. Please look forward to new videos every Wednesday and the podcast every Friday and some fun stuff in between. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I'll see you soon. Regulations.